A shitbox wrangler has parked on its side entertainingly after literally flipping out during not one but two crash tests in Retardistan. Yes. Is there no end to the recreational capability of this iconic coffin on wheels? I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au, the place where... Australian new car buyers save thousands of their brand new cars. Hit me up on the website for that. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety in Retardistan, which is kind of what ANCAP dreams of becoming one day if it can ever get its balls to drop, recently performed a laboratory-controlled small overlap crash test on current generation shitbox Wrangler. Bear in mind, this test occurs at just 40 miles per hour. That's 64 k's an hour and 25% of the front end on the driver's side impacts a rigid barrier that's about 1.5 metres high. It's a kind of severe concentrated impact, but at a mundane driving speed. Kind of like hitting a massive tree at the roadside after nodding off. It's actually rather difficult to get a vehicle to park like that in a test such as this onto a billiard table-esque flat and level surface in a laboratory. So to all you dickheads obsessed with the rugged and <coughs> truck-like toughness of your own personal Wrangler-badged coffins, I'd point the finger at I don't know, the front axle collapsing catastrophically and the huge lateral load that was not resolved which upended the intrinsically unstable platform which did not in fact stop until it impacted both the barriers at the side and the end of the lab. In the real world, of course, there are no barriers like that out in the bush. You're in a vehicle with potentially no roof and you're off the edge of the road and rolling and sliding into the trees, perhaps plunging down a ravine, holding your breath in a river, whatever. Communing with nature with twist and pike. Yes, taking off-road to a whole new level. Predictably enough, Fiat Chrysler corporate cockheads questioned the Institute's testing methodology. Here's what happened. IIHS agreed to conduct a second test using a different method, which was approved by Fiat Chrysler. The second test also ended with the vehicle tipping on its side. PR departments, of course, love to feel useful at times such as this. So they printed this helpful recipe 
for a bullshit sandwich. The evil empire routinely monitors third-party evaluations and factors such findings into our product development process. We design our vehicles for real-world performance, and real-world data along with continuing demand indicate the Jeep Wrangler Unlimited meets or exceeds customer expectations. Ah yes, those all-important expectations. Kindly allow me to retort then on behalf of humanity and, of course, reason. Dear evil empire spin doctor, mother lovers. The vehicle flipped onto its friggin' side violently twice. The second time, during a test approved by your own in-house technical dipshits. It's really not supposed to do that. It's unsafe and an outdated design disgrace. I might further add that your company has a greater obligation than merely to satisfy customer expectations. Because when a person is gravely injured as a result of your inherent and systematic design deficiencies, it is society collectively which is forced to pick up the friggin' tab, you assholes. For the purposes of comparison, here's how a non-shit heap deals with the small overlap test. In fact, here's how a non-shit heap aced that test seven long years ago. Subaru Forester 2013 a performance which earned it the Institute's highest award of Top Safety Pick Plus. The voice you're about to hear is Joe Nolan, the Institute's VP of Vehicle Research, talking about the Forester. The Subaru Forester is the standout in this group. In fact, it's the only vehicle to ace every aspect of the Institute's small overlap test evaluation. The Subaru Forester's performance was textbook. Inside the compartment, there was very little movement of the instrument panel rearward towards the occupant, and the steering column remained stable. That helped the driver airbag protect the occupant's head and chest. The head was further protected by a deploying side curtain airbag with a lot of good forward coverage. I suppose if you vox pop some dude in the street, which vehicle is tougher, Forester or Wrangler, many dudes would say, Wrangler, dudettes also. I mean, it's an equal opportunity shop, right? Unfortunately, physics is often so friggin' counterintuitive. And speaking of head protection, which Mr. Nolan just mentioned, back to current shitbox Wrangler. That freedom to have your brains beaten out in a crash. Removable roof equals no curtain airbags. Do you really feel like sitting in the back of Shitbox Wrangler at any time? I know I don't. The Institute awards good, acceptable, marginal and poor ratings in the small overlap crash test. Death Trap Wrangler scored marginal. Which kind of makes me wonder if a vehicle's going to catch fire and explode like a claymore mine to get all the way to poor. I mean, what does it take? The previous generation JK Wrangler also earned marginal from the Institute, so 
continuing a fine tradition of premature death dealing there. Well done, Fiat Chrysler. Jeep sales in Australia are becoming, thankfully, irrelevant. The company's been having an apocalyptic party in its pants. Down under. They blame trolls in the fake news media for this, of course. It's kind of convenient. I'm sure my name might have come up you know, from time to time. With sales falling 25% last year off the back of an 11% drop in 2018 and a massive 35% plunge in 2017. Word is finally getting around on their general anti-consumer conduct. Finally. And yet... 1,153 death trap wranglers were sold here in 2019, which I think you'd agree is most disappointing indeed. I felt certain that we had many more in-house dumb shits on shore in this fine nation than that. Up, fair enough. I mean, there's no shame, but there are better ways to do it than in some shitbox jeep. Kickstart the economy by paying your local Ming Mole to strap on the gloves and give you that pummeling you so richly deserve. Yes. And remember, she wants this almost as much as you. They're very accommodating when it comes to needs of this nature. Here in the trailer of Ars, of course, our crashworthiness ratings are informed by ANCAP, which went off its meds entertainingly a few years ago now and is currently next to useless in my view, although I'm sure they'd be inclined to whip up a quick PowerPoint presentation claiming otherwise. I've never asked. Under ANCAP's comprehensively retarded rating system, Wrangler was tested back in 2019 and it scored zero out of a possible eight points in the oblique pole impact test. Zero. And 3.89 out of eight in the offset frontal crash test. That's hardly a pass either. I think you'd agree. 49% overall for vulnerable road user protection and 51% for safety assistance technology. And yet, ANCAP's retarded ratings delivered three stars out of five for Wrangler for a vehicle that is, by any rational measurement, an emphatic safety shitbox. Call me old-fashioned, okay? But I'd suggest to Kermit the Frog and Big Bird, Bert and Ernie, Gonzo, Miss Piggy and, of course, Fuzzy Bear and anyone else who runs ANCAP these days that three out of five stars is far too positive vis-a-vis -vis the underlying nature of sincere safety shitboxery at play in a Wrangler. What's the point of having five stars available if you do not actually use zero, one, and two to inform the friggin' public? The only stamp of approval I can think of 
which Wrangler rightly deserves, would be from Charles Darwin himself. Consumers need to know that Death Trap Wrangler is in fact an IQ test. If you buy one, you fail.